right, so uh, let's get into it. Uh, what, what we're going to talk about today, God Moves. We started talking about it. Actually, I, I first taught it in uh, Toledo a couple of weeks ago. Um, and just uh, and, it, and it came out, I was, I was talking to someone uh, from the uh, church and just talking about the different things that we're all going through. It's almost like you're the first conversation. Yeah, I guess I would need my Bible, huh? <laughs> the first conversation I had actually was with my wife. And I was saying it's amazing how God is doing some some good things. But, you know, you know, there's there you could be stressed from a whole lot of good things happening, too. Right. You know, like especially if you keep going into these little areas you haven't been in, you know, it could potentially, you know, there's, there's a lot of new stuff. It could be overwhelming. I said, but uh, I said, but it's interesting. God got something going on over here. So we're busy over here. But God's making moves over here. <laughs> All right. So you, you're so busy involved in this stuff over here, but God still, he's like, oh, that ain't what I really got planned. That's just to keep you occupied because we have a way of putting our hands on things. Ain't that true? You know, you know, just, just, just sometimes we have to control things. Then I had a conversation with uh, Mr. McClure at the church, and, uh, and I was saying, I said, well, you know, I said, there's a lot of decisions we all making in our lives. Um, like, you don't get around it, even though you know the stage, so how old are you, Justin? 14. So, and I think we had this conversation probably around 12. Uh, when you see the anniversary pictures, you'll be amazed how you've grown. <laughs> but uh, he's around 12. It's like, you know, almost like the why do I have to grow up stage. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, you're past that, right? <laughs> All right, so... So this is the thing, like, we all go through it. Why do I have to grow up? And some of us never get around it. Some of us are 20, 30 years old, and we're still like, can we just chill? You know, like, you know, like, it's our whole life is about chilling for some reason. Or like, you know, some of, some of us have just graduated. We're going to college. Some of us are already in college. When you first walk into college, I'm going to use me, I, I was like, I'm free. So I wasn't cleaning up my room just because wasn't nobody there to make me clean it up. I always cleaned up my room at home, but I just like, I clean up when I feel like it. So something about when you have an opportunity to make your own decision, you just, I want to do what I want to do. But you, I, I could visit not cleaning up my room, but I couldn't live there. Like after a while, it got on my nerves. I was like, man, wait, I got to clean this thing up. I'm saying this to say like, like God gets it. He gets that every stage he takes you to is uncomfortable. He gets that sometimes it's a lot of work to want to go to that stage. And he gets that you probably worked so long to finally be an adult to make your own choices. He's just hoping you're making God choices. And sometimes we get to a point where we're, we're, we're just living and I could do what I want to do, but we're not doing what we're purposed to do. And so even you doing what you want to do, gets old if you're honest like it gets old after a while you're like something's missing and what's missing is what your purpose to do that's what the frustration is there's there's a lot that we can do some of us are you know math guys some of us are very inspirational I have a friend he worked for a business he says well this is like my ministry yeah it's like your ministry but it's not your ministry and what I mean by that is, yes, you can. Moses had a it's like my ministry moment when his, his, he saw his family, one of his family members struggling and he beat the guy up, beat the guy down. But God wasn't trying to save one person at a time. God wanted to use Moses to save millions. Right. Even though he would have settled for just one person at a time. And so. So the first move Moses made where he beat up the guy. That was a, a natural move, right? Right? But God wanted to make some God moves in his life. He wanted to do some things that, that was outside of his ability, his talents, and his giftings that it would take God. Because there's certain things we could do whether God's in our life or not. You know, some of us are, you know, we could talk to people. Some of us are very good speakers, you know. Uh, for years I was talking to people. I don't know what I was saying, but... It, to them, they said it sounded good. I, mean, I love talking to you. I don't know what I was telling them people. I ain't had no word. But the gifting and calling of God without repentance, so it doesn't mean I can't talk to people. 
It doesn't mean I need to have this to talk to people, but to really impact and change lives, I, 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 need, I need God, right? And so, so, so again, you got these natural moves. I'm going to see if we could do this, Mark, because we're going to try to try to do this just so we could uh, make sense today. So uh, we have a, a discipleship class, and our discipleship class, we've been, we've taught the, today we spend time reminding ourselves of uh, survival kit. Oh, forget the pointer. I don't want to use the pointer. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw you over there, you and Stephanie. You plotting for the pointer. I don't want the pointer. Um, so, <laughs> so, so uh, we went through today. We we did a review survival kit. We talked about the hand, one body in Christ, uh, two natures, old, uh, the, the old and new nature, three aspects of salvation, past, present, and future, uh, four sources of authority, tradition, intellect, experience. There are a lot of people lean on those three, but your true source is the word. And then five and five principles, five people you're ministering to in the body and five people you're ministering to outside the body. Then we talked about the disciples cross, disciples cross, cross the bottom of the cross. Oh, that's pretty sweet, Marcus. You kind of getting tricky with it. Bottom of the cross, that's your anchor. That's the word. You know the truth. Truth shall make you free. Prayer, that's your communication with God. This is your relationship with God. This is your relationship with man. Fellowship, right? Fellowship and witness. Apart from him, you could do nothing with Christ controlling all. So we talked about that. But then we have, uh, we got into the disciples' personality. So we got into the natural person. Oh. Excuse me, brother. Excuse me. He's like, yeah, I got you. Right. So the natural, this is the natural person. You know, First uh, Corinthians 2.14, it says uh, uh, the natural man doesn't understand the things of God, nor can he discern them or process them for they're spiritually discerned. So some, sometimes people talk to you about godly stuff. And you're like, man, that's stupid. Well, I don't think that's that. Oh, that's important. But that's our natural man doesn't want to yield to anything of God because he can't do what it wants to do. Our flesh is not going, I'm so excited, God stuff. No, the flesh is like, please, we got to figure a way around this. Get, in, get back in your head. Get back in your head. Get, get back in your head. Shut your heart down. Shut your heart down. Shut, get back in your head. Stay in your head. He said, because can, I can intellectually get you out of this, this spiritual commitment. I can get, hey, get your emotions. Get your emotions. Get, I can, your feelings, I can get your feelings in, and, and you can feel like it's okay. But I don't need you in the spirit. Get out of there. Get, get in your head. Get in your head. Get in your head. See, so that natural man doesn't ask the things God. Know why? Because the only door open is the door that's open to Satan, and that's the flesh. That's the only door. It's all about your feelings. It's all about your, your uh, sight, sound, smell, touch, and taste. That, that's, that's your feelings. It's all about what you feel, right? All right. Sometimes it's about... You know, it's your emotions, mind, will, emotions, and intellect, but that's where you make your choice. Your, your, your soul is neutral. That's your soul. Your soul is mind, will, emotions, intellect, imagination. That's where you make your choices, right? And so, but look at the door up top to the spirit that's connected to God. It's closed. So that's the natural person. Let's go back to the world. Now we have the worldly Christian. The worldly Christian has the door open to the flesh. Still, the door is still open, but it's open the door to the spirit. So we came to church. We go into church. We talk positive. We say God stuff. We got all the God cliches. Some of us have been to church long enough. We even know some scriptures. We learn in Sunday school class and stuff like that. So the spirit, the door is open to the spirit, but it's still open to the flesh. So that, that's what we call the carnal mind, fleshly minded. See, so you got two merged in. The double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So we're operating spiritually, but it's contaminated by our feelings, our intellect, all these other things are, are, are slowing us down. So that's that worldly Christian. But the ultimate goal is to be the spiritual Christian. Look, doors closed to the flesh. The flesh is crucified. Romans 6, I've crucified, mortified the flesh. Flesh doesn't have a voice. Only that spirit that's open. Uh, the scripture says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. It's not I, but Christ lives in me, right? So that's the door, to open the door to the spirit and live at spiritually minded. It's Romans 8, 5 through 8, right? So with that in mind, we've been talking about God moves, right? The natural person makes moves based on how they feel, right? The worldly Christian makes moves based on sometimes how it feels and emotions, right? But God moves are spiritual moves. They that are led by the Spirit, Romans 8, 4. See, after you get, got the Scripture says in Romans 8, 
5 through 8, it talks about uh, if you led by the Spirit. It talks about being led by the Spirit. It talks about not being a carnal or fleshly-minded person, uh, verses 5 through 8. Then it gets to verse five, uh, 14. It says, they that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Led by the Spirit. See, those are the people that make God moves. And it's hard to make God moves because you, you got to press through the uncertainty. You got to walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Right. And that's hard. And some of us, even solid Christians, rarely make God moves. Solid Christians, even though they're Christians, they have scripture. They normally make decisions that are safe based on how they feel or based on intellect. Right. Sometimes based on tradition and sometimes based on feelings. Right. But rarely do anybody in this life make spiritual decisions because you have to walk by faith and not by sight. You have to look on the things that, they, uh, that you can't see, not on the things that you see. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. And that's hard. You have to see heaven on earth. Right? Genesis 1, 1, Genesis 2, 1, and Matthew 6, 10. On earth as it is in heaven. You have to see that. And, and, and it takes a lot of work to see that because we live in a natural world. Right? So, so here we have God who's spending time like, hey, I put you here. I fearfully and wonderfully made you. I brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light, but the goal is so you can make some God moves. Now, so you have to, you have to ask yourself, the moves I'm making now, can I do them without God? If you can, that's not a God move. You could just do it. Yeah, I just, so I purchased a house, right? Get my credit together, purchase a house. Was that a God move? I got good credit. I'm not, I'm, get the house. I'm not saying don't get the house, but what I'm saying is a lot of times, man, God really blessed me. Did he? In that particular case, you just got the credit. Like you would have got the house even if you didn't pray. Like, like you can pray, man, God came through. Maybe some of us praying because our credit's bad. You might need a God move. I get it. I get it. Some of us do need some God moves. Like, no, no, God move. Trust me. Trust me. You look at my credit. Ain't no way I should have this house. I get that. But what I'm saying is a lot of things we can do like, even if, let's say, your credit's bad, can you get the house without God? Yes. yes. Right, just get your credit together. Right? <laughs> she said, amen, brother. <laughs> right. So, so what? Now, now, I'm not saying you may not, it may take God for you to get your credit together. <laughs> right? Yeah, our first house. Listen, that when you saw that credit report and how we got that house, it was a God move because there's no way we should have got that house. But, but I'm saying all that to say, God's going to be prompting you within the next week or two to do some things that's outside of your control in your safe zone. Amen. He's going to be prompting you to make some God moves. Amen. Right. Which is going to be different now to to uh, I, I can't get into everything we talked about the last couple of weeks. But but we've been talking about, you know, just how how, how you do this thing. How do you get to a place to make God moves? So. There's a, there's a process of, of us coming to Christianity, and, and it's not nobody's fault. Some churches or some people just don't know. It's, it's, it's like I was telling my nephews in Virginia uh, yesterday, I was telling them how all these mistakes I made. Now, some state mistakes I made out of naivety. I just didn't know. No one taught me. It still was stupid because I could have asked, but I wasn't taught how to ask either, you know. And so I was telling them in our culture, uh, I'm from North New Jersey. I said, a lot of times you're not taught how to, uh, how to just be a part of a team. You know, you taught how to be hard though. You know, you, you learn how to be hard. You know how, what? And the first time they came to ask me, some, some scouts to ask me uh, why I didn't try for the basketball team uh, my second year. And really what it was, I thought they already had the team. But I didn't say that, because that, that wasn't cool. I was like, man, what do I look like, man? Run up and down. I cussed. I don't curse now. But what I look like run up and down the court, man, I ain't going to play. Man, please. Now, I use the N-word and everything, but can't use that here. Uh, so, so I kind of just kind of rolled off like, man, please. But on the inside, you know what I was thinking? What, they need me? What, what do I need to do? <laughs> but see, no one taught me how to say that. So I cost myself an opportunity. You see what I'm saying? I was costing myself opportunities all the time because no one taught me how to. Like, if you looked at me from a distance, you'd be like, you want, you, you want to talk to him? I'm not going to talk to him. Man, he might snap. If you looked at me from a distance, but if you looked at me from inside, you'd be like, hey, let me go to help this guy out. Right? 
but I learned how to hide the outside guy, right? In front, no, hide the inside guy in front the outside guy. I mastered that thing, man, to a point where I was blowing opportunities, right? And I was sharing this with, with, with my uh, nephews because they talked themselves out of opportunities. They didn't, they didn't even ask nobody. These are two great athletes. Talk themselves out of opportunities. But we're we getting them back. We're we bringing them back in. Well, some of us are talking ourselves out of opportunities. All because it's uncomfortable. And then we'll start going, well, nah, I probably won't, that probably won't happen. Probably won't get that. Well, nah, nah, that's probably. We look at, look, because we're trained to look for worst case scenarios. Like, like we walk into a relationship not trusting people. You don't even know the person. You ain't talked to them yet. But it's not like you don't trust them. You don't trust the, all the relationships you had before them. But they're paying for other relationships. Like when I met my wife. You know I had to slip that in there. I'm paying for all these other guys. I'm like, hey, like, I used to go like this. We used to be eating dinner. I'm like, hey, hey, it's Keith. It's Keith. I'm not dumb. You know, so, like, like go get dumb. <laughs> you know, why, why am I paying? But, but the, the interesting thing is, that's our default, right? If you hurt, ain't nobody gonna do this to me no more. First of all, that person's not gonna do it to you no more because you ain't nowhere near them. But you're actually operating on that new system in a, in a whole new relationship. Same thing when people come to church. You cut walking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody's scoping. Oh, Lord, the first few years of this church. Listen, nobody figured out how we was keeping the lights on. Because wasn't nobody helping. Because it was like, nah, nah, you know. Uh, nah, I don't trust them. I don't roll like that. My system of life is I don't tithe. Based on what? Based on the Bible? Or based on, see, you tell yourself people are hustling you, but it's not that people are hustling you. You don't trust God. But the bottom line is you don't trust God. You trust yourself. So you limit yourself because you can't cross over into uncertainty to believe God. Right? So I'm saying all that because, again, God's going to be prompting us. He's already prompted some people in this room, even the people that don't go to this church, to do some things outside of their comfort zone. And you, 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 you hit the self-destruct shutdown button. I didn't hear that. That wasn't God. Nah, not. <laughs> you know... Something said, it wasn't no something. You knew it was God. Some of you have a relationship with God, been have a relationship with God, even though you operate privately, right? You know God's telling you to do some things, right? So, so, so I'm, 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 get, I'm getting to some stuff here. All right, so, so we walked through it last week, so I'm not going um, to labor you with going reading the, all the scriptures, but I'm going to give you the scriptures. So Luke 3, verses 21 and 22. Luke 4, 1 and 4, 11, 4, 14, I'm sorry, 4, 14. So Luke 3, 21 and 22, Luke 4, 1 and Luke 4, 14. So you can reference this stuff for yourself. The Bible says, search the scriptures, deceive it so. Don't be taking nobody's word for it. So that's what, that's what gets me. When people don't really believe the word, have you even took the time to, to, to research it? And I know you haven't because if you did, you believe. It's hard to... It's hard to get in the word and not believe. It's easy to go and dismiss the word and not believe because, see, I don't want to know the truth because I'm going to be accountable to it. But, but Galatians, I mean, uh, Luke 3 is Jesus being baptized by John and then, and then uh, the spirit coming down like a dove is saying, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And so, so Jesus came, baptized that was the first anointing he received. The anointing is the bird-removing, bird yoke-destroying power of God. Now, that anointing that Jesus received in Luke chapter 3 is what we call the leper's anointing. And what that is, <coughs> back in the day, the lepers was outside of the camp, and they were forgotten about. Sort of like when we're living wrong. You're forgotten about, even though you're like, I can't believe God ain't coming through for me. Well, God is, you're not on the team. You're not in the game. You don't have a VIP membership, right? So, 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 so you, you, you know, you're in church, you know, you're in church, preacher preaches, gives the altar call, you come to the altar, <laughs> God, ah! 
Right? So, you know, so you, you, know, you fall out, you do whatever you got to do. <laughs> right? And so that's a... Uh, <laughs> I messed the mic up and everything. All right, so that's uh, th- that's that. That's you take that first anointing. That's what we call the new birth or born again, right? You accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right? That's the indwelling of the Spirit goes inside you, regenerates your spirit, and now you're a new creature, or or you have an opportunity to be a new creature, right? Yeah, your spirit is now alive because the wages of sin is death. It's your spirit has been dying. You've been, uh, what's, the, what's the show called? The Walking Dead. You're like a zombie walking around. You know, you walking around, but you don't, you feel empty. So I need something to fill that void. And if, you, if you're not around the kingdom of God, you may drink, you may smoke and do different things. You may do porn or whatever because you're thirsty. Right. And so, so you're not tripping, you're thirsty. You're just using you, things that can't quench your thirst. Mm-hmm. You know, even naturally, you know, beer don't quench your thirst, right? Y'all know that, right? Even though uh, the commercials right now, it's hot outside, I guarantee you, the commercials talking about getting a cold one. But it don't quench the thirst, it dehydrates you. It's cold and it's wet, but it's, it's stealing your thirst, right? So a lot of things that the world offers steals your thirst. But it's telling you on the front end, hey, this feels good. Hey, this is how you fill that void, right? But the whole time we need God stuff to fill that void. So, so, so I come to the altar, and, and some of us are still at the altar. Amen. Some of us has only got the uh, I'm a Christian badge, yeah. right? I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But, but, but there's another level. Yes. There's another anointing after the leper. It's called the priestly anointing. Amen. And that's when after the indwelling, that spirit goes in you, it's the infilling. Uh, some call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where, where the spirit is is filling you up and guiding and leading you. You can't sit still. It's like fire shut up in your bones. And that's when you see people, they just love to serve in the kingdom. The priestly anointing is a servant's anointing. It's the infilling. So they're not just sitting around. Actually, you know, I shared this to a family member. You know, we've done some things for this particular family member that we're close to. And they just was just taking it for granted. Like, they, they didn't appreciate it, just taking it for granted. Almost like you got that, right? You know, you create a bill, you got that, right? You drive up the heat, you got that, right? Yeah, I'm gonna use JT over here, cause he's young right now. So, the heat costs money, toothpaste costs money, the toilet paper costs money, the electric costs money. Guess what, I'm about to hit you with one, oh, a big one. The food costs money. <laughs> Actually, those wonderful glasses that helped you to see me so accurately and clearly cost money. Matter of fact, that New York shirt costs money. Those Jordans cost money. Those jeans cost money. It all costs money. And guess what? The money came out of somebody's pocket. Somebody had to go work. Can I get an amen, brother? (laughs) Somebody was just out there working and laboring and being cussed out, being mistreated, talked about. People... uh, trying to sabotage their position and them taking it because they could be like, oh, y'all going to come at me crazy? I quit. Well, he couldn't quit because oh, those glasses cost money. <laughs> those, that shirt costs money. Those shoes cost money. Uh, the video games cost money. Pastor Mel getting you, right? <laughs> it all costs money. So he couldn't leave. So he said, I'm going to take this for JT. <laughs> I'm taking this. I'm going to eat this Right, right, I'm eating right. this for JT. Right, right. But, but JT is not going, man, my dad out there eating it. <laughs> my dad out there dealing with them people at that airline that don't care nothing about me. No, 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 no. Ain't, ain't nobody thinking about all that. No, you know, you know the, the, the children be saying? You got that, right? <laughs> Yo, you got that, right? Hey, hey, hey. What's wrong with you people? Refrigerator empty. <laughs> Y'all going grocery shopping? Don't y'all know we got to eat around here? Otherwise interpreted as what? You got that, right? right. Now, we picking with the kids, right? But well, we dealing with Christ the same way. Wow. We dealing with the kingdom the same way. You got that, right? Oh, yeah, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not tired or nothing like that. Oh, Bill came up that I wasn't expressing. Oh, all types of stuff's coming at me. 
Yo, yo, God, you got that right. Wow. And then you mad if he don't get it. <laughs> what kind of God would let me go through this suffering with these bills? Wow. Don't they know JT need glasses? <laughs> right? That's how you, that's how you, that's, that's how we rolling, right? We're like, I don't understand. I, listen, listen, I, I, I mopped the floors at the church this week. Surely that's enough to gain me some type of blessing from you, God. You're going to just leave me out there like that. And my shoulder hurt a little bit. You got that, right? <laughs> right? That's how we roll, right? right? See, see, but that priestly anointing, you're not even focused on who got that. You're so appreciative of, one, the salvation, two, to be a part of the kingdom, three, to have any level of gifts. You just want to, what could I do to help? So you're not a son that walks the leaves into the house. You're going to get the rake to remove the leaves so nobody steps on them. It's a shout out to somebody I know and love. <laughs> right? Right? You, 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 you're not... You're just trying to feel, hey, 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 let me get that for you. It's the least I can do since you're taking care of so much stuff for me. I'm in school. I'm in this whole new world. There's so much to do. I get to the grades later. Oh, oh, that bill? You got that, right? Now, if I don't get a certain grade point average, it's going to cost you more, but you got that, right? If I'm playing around in high school and I don't get a scholarship, I'm going, well, I still want to uh, be a, a wonderful athlete. You got that, right? You're going to cover the money, right? Oh, no, no I'm not going to work hard to get the grades so you don't have to spend no money. I mean, I can chill. Worst case scenario, you got that, right? <laughs> All right, so I just was talking about, I was just talking about the kids. We dealing with God the same way. We rolling with God the same way. God, I'm not going to do what it takes to make sure you don't have to always show up financially. I'm not going to tithe. I'm not going to be a good steward. I'm not going to be disciplined because you know what I'm thinking? God, you got that right. And I'm going to be mad. I'm, I'm going to go around telling people I'm mad with God right now. He hasn't come through for me. I've, hey, I had a conversation with God. Let me tell you what he said. Do me a favor. How about you coming through for yourself? My scripture says, your faith has made you whole. How about the measure of faith I gave you, you're using it. He says, I, it says, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. You can make God moves. He said, how about using the measure of faith or the love I shared abroad in your heart? How about that? If you use that love I shared abroad in your heart, the scripture says if you're faithful in that which is another man's, which is what I gave you the love for, I'll give you your own. Yeah. So you can almost, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added. Seeking for kingdom work is God moves. Yeah. You start attracting stuff instead of chasing stuff, Amen. working till you drop. Amen. Just so JT can get some glasses. <laughs> right? And so... And I watch people getting offended when you put parents in positions where they got a tough love. They got to do what's best because you're taking stuff for granted. And so either they keep feeding you, enabling you, or they go, okay, I'm going to have to step back and let you feel it a little bit. Because if you feel it, maybe you'll change. I'm not talking about the, the kids either. Ah! Sometimes the father got to step back a little bit and say, I'm going to have to let them feel it because maybe they'll change. But the goal is not for you to get madder, more offended, go deeper into craziness. Because now we talked about behavior modification earlier. That was my profession. Behavior modification is the behavior is conducive. The, the, the uh, discipline is conducive for the behavior. So, so, so uh, when I used to train, I used to tell kids, I used to go, hey, I need you to sit down. It's working in upstate New York with juveniles. They ain't sit down. I said, hey, I need you to sit down. It's a little louder. You know, they ain't sit down. Now, this was my BC days, so I cussed. I cussed and told them to sit the down. Guess what? They sat down. But then their response was, why are you coming at us like that? See, because you weren't paying attention to me loving on you, being patient with you. 
being nice to you. You took that for granted. Then you didn't pay attention to me having to adjust how I dealt with you. You took that for granted. Now when I got to come at you, I'm tripping. But there's only one person that changed up in here. You. That's what God is saying. But I'm, the guy's going, I'm tripping though, right? I know the parents are saying, no, 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 go back to the parent part. I get you, I get you. Right? See, see, what I'm saying is we're making choices but we're holding him responsible. The Bible says, God is not mocked. You, whatsoever man soweth, that he shall reap. Galatians 6, 9. You reaping what you sown. Okay, all right. We've reaping what we've sown. That's the, that's the best way to put it, all right? That's why I don't walk around mad, because I made choices. All right, so, 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 oh, I only got to the priestly anointing. My bad. <laughs> So you got the leper's anointing. That's, that's, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm, on, I'm in the family. Priestly anointing. I show a level of appreciation and I'm serving in the kingdom. Right? That's that infilling. But then there's the outpouring of the anointing. That's that kingly anointing. See, that changes lives. That's impartation. Right? Amen. That's, that, that's, I pass on this mantle, this anointing, right? Like uh, uh, after the one night with the king. That, that's, that's the, you're so, there's so much filling you up with overflowing, you, you're imparting and you're passing stuff on. You're passing mantles, mm-hmm. right? Amen. If you, the, the, I was at a Benny Hinn meeting and came up to me, received the gift of healing anointing. Well, he can't pass on an anointing unless he's operating in that kingly anointing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? He can't, it, 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 there's no bridge and there's no power. So, so to operate in that power is a whole nother level. And see, that's when we start making God moves. God wants to make us operate moves because we got some discerners in here. So discernment is you pick up things. You can sit in a restaurant, sit down, and somebody asks you what's going on with the people sitting down at each table. And for some reason, you know. You've been knowing for years. But see, the, the, each level of the anointing helps you to be able to operate in that stuff more freely. So if, you, if you're just at that first level of anointing, you're going to know it, but it'll be secret. It'll be private. But God is not giving it to you for it to be private. He wants to use you to impact lives. But it's very hard to be talking to people about stuff without you knowing them because you're going to be thinking, oh, my God, how's this going to come over? Right? So you, you, you be trying to probe, ask questions, you know, lead it. Preachers do that. You know, every day. Uh, so uh, you go to this church. You know, I was trying to get a lead. <laughs> trying to get a lead. So, what God's gonna have you do in this church? Oh, come on, bro. Just spit it out, right? So, so that's a whole nother level of anointing. And and see, you start making God moves because these people you've been running into, these relationships, these friends, God's been wanting to use you to impact their lives, but you've been choking, right? You've been choking because you only at one level of the anointing, so you haven't been able to get it out. You've been playing it safe. Playing the safe don't impact lives. Making God moves does. All right. All right. So you got to be at those different, th- those, those different levels of anointing. So I'm not going to spend too much, too much time in that. Right. Because I want to get to this. So the scripture says in Daniel 11, let's go there. Daniel 11. Um, interesting. He ain't know I was uh, going to be sharing this today, but Minister Sammy mentioned this uh, in a guy talk yesterday. My wife has mentioned this in a, a uh, couple of teachings too, but we'll bring it home today. Daniel 11. Because God wants us to make God moves. And, and, and the thing is, so, so the, 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 our foundation that we talked about just now is just, to look, just for everybody to understand. God understands. God understands it's hard to grow up. It's hard to make tough decisions. God understands that, the, you know, we just want to chill. But God is saying that there's a time. One thing is I always told my son, and be able to embrace the uncomfortable, always do what's best, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, esteem others better than yourself, Philippians 3, uh, 2, 3. And the reason why is because you never lose doing what's best for others. You can almost rest assured if all your focus is on yourself, you're going to be looking over your shoulder. Because you're missing doing something that God purposed you for. See, the Bible says you should, we should be like trees 
planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in our season. It says, and whatsoever we do, we'll prosper. Uh, Psalms 1, 1 through 3. So, but if I'm a tree planted by the rivers to produce fruit, what I produce, you've never seen a tree eat its own fruit. Like you've never seen an apple tree produce apples and be like, you walk by, you hungry, JT, because, you know, they ain't had no food in the refrigerator. So, and, and the trees go like, yo, 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 back up off me, bro. No, 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 no. A tree produces fruit for others to partake of. So everything in us is for others to benefit. Somebody has what's in them for us to benefit. So if, we, if we're hoarding what's in us, somebody's hoarding what belongs to us. Amen. If we're hoarding what's in us, somebody's hoarding what's belongs to us. And all you're doing is setting yourself up for a life of depression, frustration, and a life of uh, 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 perversion. Because you get, after a while, you get tired of just sitting around waiting on your stuff. So you just panic and just take anything, right? That's what perversion and all that stuff does, right? But if you freely give what God is putting you, what he's producing out of you, somebody's going to freely give to what you have. See, God set it up where we all need each other. He's just set up a system where everybody needs each other. Like you can go, man, forget y'all. As soon as you say that, now you're not going to uh, give out your fruit. Well, then you just set off a chain reaction. Somebody's going to hold back everything you have. Somebody has your favor. Somebody has your future job. Somebody has your future jobs and appointment. Somebody's supposed to start a business that's supposed to facilitate your job. And I'm telling you, it's a job that you hadn't even thought about. You hadn't even thought about it. You wouldn't apply for it if you tried. When God was trying to get me out of corrections and into the church, I was working the corrections. I was locked up when they was locked up. He had to, he, he, a company created a job, created a job, had a contract with the state and, some, and hired a friend of mine. I was like, they need you. I said, they don't need me. He said, no, they need you. I said, no, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a certified employee with the state of Ohio. I can't be fired. They don't need me. He said, yes, they do. I said, they can't pay me. He said, yes, they do. I said, they don't have the benefits. He said, man, just come to the interview. I went to the interview just by faith, just just, because God told me to go. But I was like, okay, went to the interview. I, I ain't want the job. These people created a position that didn't exist after the interview, created a benefit package that didn't exist for family. They ain't have family benefits. Gave me more money than I was making in an interim position I was in just to get me. I would have never applied for that job. It didn't exist. And after I left that company, I only worked there two years, it folded. So God, see, when you're making God moves, God will create places and situations just for you. But as long as you're safe in your mind and go, well, I can't see nothing that's presently existing that's inspiring me to make a move by faith, so I'll just stay here and do what I've always done. No, 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 no. You make the move and it creates the space. Uh, what, what's, what's, what's the uh, X-Men? Uh, Mag, uh, is, it, uh, is it Magneto? The one with the metal. Is it Magneto? And so, so he, was, he was taking steps in the air. And when he took the step, the metal showed up. That's what I'm saying. That's how that, it, or, or, you know, I always like to use uh, God moves, uh, get smart. Now, I know I'm older, so in the old days, Get Smart, you know, he had the music, dun, 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 right? And he, would, dun, and he would walk, and then the doors would open. Dun, dun, dun. But that's how God, that's a God move. God out ahead of you, opening doors, but you got to, you, listen, your favorite doors, your blessing doors are motion activated. All right now, go on to Walmart, Bilo's, wherever you want to go. And just stand there at a distance that doesn't activate that door. And be like, I don't understand, God. Why this door ain't over? And I guarantee you God is up there. Take a step, man, move. Were well, you kidding me? You've been in the same place for years. Move, man. It's motion activated. That's what it... Like, and see, we understand that. Like, see, we take it for granted. Like, we almost are telling the doors, you got that, right? <laughs> right, right, that's how we roll it. We're just taking it for granted. No, it moved because you moved. Right. Wow. 
Right? That's what God's trying to trying to get us to do. It's time to make some God moves, man. I'm talking about, see, everybody's included here. Outside of what's comfortable for you. Outside of what you can do with your own head and with your own hands. It's going to take your heart. That's what God is setting up for you. Man, you're going to be in places that it's going to be overwhelming. This next move, I'm telling you ahead of time, it's going to be overwhelming. You're going to be t- tempted to choke. You're going to be tempted, oh, because I ain't been here before. And I've, I've navigated in my life where I've already justified the position that I'm in. Now you're going to make me make this move. And since I haven't been preparing for it, it's scary. Man, move. It says he'll work in you to will and to do his good pleasure. It says hey, he will not only call you, he'll do it. Philippians 2, 12 and 13 and 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Somewhere around there, <laughs> right? He says he'll call, uh, he'll call you and he'll also do it, right? He, he just needs you to make the move, right? Motion activated. All right, so I'm sorry, Daniel, right? Daniel 11 verse, uh, Daniel 11 verse 32. It says, uh, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall, be, shall he corrupt, by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall do shall be strong and do exploits. Exploits shall, shall, shall make God's moves, right? People that know their God. See, see, the scriptures be still know that I'm God, but if you know God, see now, now let's go back to these kids. I pick with them because they're saying you got that right, but but I've been watching JT. And he's never come up to me and said, man, Pastor Keith, man, I just need you to pray for me, man. I, I just need to eat, man. I don't even know if I'm going to eat to this this week. Come on, bro, just lift me up, man. Every time you come to the altar, I enjoy being here. I just, I just love being around the saints. But I need some food. <laughs> right? I've never seen him do that. I've never seen him, man, man, Pastor Keith, man, I'm tired of wearing these clothes. I need some new clothes. i never seen him do that. I ain't, I ain't seen him ask for new glasses, nothing. Matter of fact, I see him sometimes oversleeping on the bed that he was given, chilling in the house. Make everybody gone, he's like, good, they're gone. I, I got free reign in the refrigerator. I can just do my thing, right? <laughs> yeah, just say, right, let me see if they make sure they purchase the right snacks because they know what I like. <laughs> right? I've never seen him concerned at all. You know why? Because he know that he went to work, Got paid. He don't know if, if, if he's on the brink of losing his job. He ain't even asking. No inquiry necessary. You just better figure out how to bring this, this stuff in here. So if you quit, then you better, the next day, you better, the same day, you better have another job. There's almost, so he, there's a knowing though, right? Like, you know, you know they're taking care of you, right? Let's be real. Right, right. So that's how God wants us to roll with him. To know. That he got us. So, so when we make the move, we, we're not making a move by ourselves, right? See, 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 we talked about this before, like God's looking for us to do pioneer things. We had, did a, 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 a teaching was called Pioneers. Um, and, and there's very few pioneers in the world now because everybody only do things that's already been done. God can't get us to be creative, even though he made us in his image and after his likeness. And what did he do? He saw darkness and said, let there be light. Like, like, like he, he created, God's a creator. He designed us to be creators. But we, this world has stolen our ability to create. When we grew up, we had to create the stories. We had to create the art. Now, everything's created for you. Like, you don't have an imagination now. Most of the kids that are, are writing papers and stuff like that, they just go online and pull something from online. They, they, but the interesting thing is we have adults like that too. They don't create music. They don't create songs. They don't create sermons. They just, they just preach what somebody else preached because they don't believe God can create. They don't create art. They just did. They, they, and, and I'm going to tell you, it's, it's in you. God made you a creator. It's in you. You just got to tap into it. It's, it's a faith move, but you got to tap into it. And I'm going to tell you, you start seeing stuff. Like everything we do, I just be seeing stuff. 
If you tell me what we're going to do, I see stuff. When, when I do art, I just see stuff. Like I, we were talking about uh, something else. I said, babe, I actually see the art. But I, I, I believe that something that, 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 that I can't control, something I've never seen, God's going to come up with. You know, people have writer's block and stuff like that. There's really no such thing. You know what I'm saying? What it is is you've taken on too much of the, the flesh so you can't see beyond what's already existing. So you don't make moves because you go, well, based on everything I've seen so far, that's, I can't see that, how that's possible. But you don't make God moves that way. You make God moves by tapping into God, and he'll show you stuff that you've never seen, but you're going to have to take a faith step for it to manifest. Uh, it's motion activated, right? It's motion activated. So, 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 and I'm going to tell you, you can only be in a safe place for so long. I'm telling you, you can only be in a safe place for so long. I'm telling you ahead of time, so when you cross over to that place, like, why am I feeling funky? Because safe has limitations. Faith, safe has a shelf life. You don't get that. The devil don't take that on the front end. He'd be like, man, man, just stay over here, man. Just keep it safe. Man, that's, that's, that's overrated. What? What? Do, do you know the, the negative things that can happen if you make that move? Man, just stay over here in the safe place. And then he flip it on you. Dude, man, you've been in this place a long time, man. Man, and ain't nothing going on. Don't you feel depressed? Same person that told you to play it safe is the person comes back with, man, look, they doing this, they doing that. Look, such and such doing this, doing that. You ain't doing nothing. Oh, my God. And, and it might be too late for you. You don't waste it all the time. You don't make mistakes. I was talking to a young man. He is 19. Made some mistakes. Made some athletic mistakes. I said, man, you 19. And I was sharing with him, uh, you know, y'all may not know, but uh, Kyron that goes here, Kyron graduated, he was 19, going on 20. He's all, I, I have a friend of mine in Jersey. He, he was thinking about, I'm not going to say your name. He's thinking about reclassifying. No, nah, I think I'm going to keep my kid back. You know, I just, I don't think he's ready right now. I just want to keep him back. Y'all probably don't know. That's the culture now. The culture Parents that want their kids to perform athletic at a certain level, they'll hold them back on purpose a couple of years. So they're older than the other kids and they'll be more confident. Yeah, it's, it's, it's across the country. So I told him, I said, you're 19, you're actually 19. Nobody held you nowhere. You just made some mistakes and put yourself in a position, but you're still young. But you canceling out as if, oh my God, I done made a mistake, it's over. No, 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 that's... That same adversary that, that baited you into making the mistake is the same one now that's flipping it on you. Uh, you. You done blew it now. Are you kidding? Start making some moves. Watch what you start attracting. Watch what you start attracting and you have the experience of mistakes and you have the experience of the pain and you have the experience of the humility. You're going to be much better than you were when you were your arrogant self before you made the mistake when we were our arrogant selves before we made the mistake, right? All right, so, so, so time to make some God moves. All right, so, 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 uh, Acts 17. Let's go to Acts 17. Just give you a couple little foundational things uh, to inspire you to start making some moves because God gives us pre, uh, uh, predestined information because moving on some of us, well, all of us, and he needs us to, to follow that unction and not choke like sometimes we've done in the past. All right, and it says uh, here in verse 28, Acts 17, I'm sorry, Acts 17, verse 28. It says, for in him, and we've been talking about this, these levels of anointing, uh, if man be in Christ, he's a new creature, old things passed away, all things become new, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. But here in Acts 28, it says, for in him we live and move and have our being. All right, so, so if we stay, uh, we, we talked about this uh, earlier when I showed you uh, John 15, 5. Uh, it says, apart from him, we can do nothing. We can't make God moves apart from Christ. The scripture says, uh, I'm the vine, ye are the branches. It, it says the, the branch separate from the vine dies and is burnt. Like if you take a branch and you pull it away from the tree, it, 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 it dies. It's used for, it's burnt up for wood. The Bible says in John 15, it says that we're the branches. He's the vine. 
Then it goes on to verse 5. It says, apart from him, we can do nothing. We have to stay connected to the source to produce the fruit. Right? That's what it's saying. So it says, in him we live, move. That's how we make God moves and have our being. That's how we exist in fulfilling what we're purposed to do. Right? We're not going to make God moves without Christ. Not without being connected to Christ. Being apart from the body. Being in our own head and our own intellect. And again, is we, we will make moves, but they won't be God moves. And we will make moves that have a, a temporary pleasure to it or a temporary taste to it, but it won't be fulfilling. It won't quench your thirst for life. It'll feel good in the moment. You'll be getting props. Man, I, I'm around people all the time. I know people that have recording, uh, had their recordings. They got it recorded. They got on these little uh, sites. Uh, I got uh, 20,000 hits. Nobody bought anything. And they was walking around for, yeah, yeah, I'm on such and such. Uh, my album is on there. I'm top 10 on whatever this site is. I got 35,000 hits. Nobody bought one recording. So they was just walking around, still in the same place, excited, felt good, but wasn't really doing nothing. <laughs> People going to pump you up all the time. Listen, at this point, none of us wants to be pumped up. We, we want manifestation. <laughs> That's nice. I, I appreciate that. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, thank you, but I'll, I'll take the manifestation. I know, man, forget all the accolades. All the, man, you're wonderful. Thank you. Glory to God. I'll take the manifestation. See, so that's why God needs us to make God move. Stay in him. Uh, so James 2, 17, James 2, 17. Because, again, it's hard, but we got to do this, man. It's got to, you know, because a lot of people, I'm faithful. I remember a guy telling me, I'm faithful, man. I have faith. And th the thing is, you don't really have to tell people you have faith. Just like I don't have to tell my wife I love her. I do all the time, but if I didn't, my wife ain't going by what I say. She's going by my corresponding actions, right? I, as much as I probably get on my son's nerves because I'm, I'm a stickler for detail, now I allow him to be a man, but, you know, there's levels. I'm, I'm his parent for the rest of his life. So there's times like, hey, let's have a conversation. And how some of y'all are, like somebody ask, I ask questions because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to judge you. Maybe you have a good reason for doing this. So I start asking questions. But my son, would be like, okay, where are you going with this? Where I'm going is, I want to know why you did it before I jump to any conclusions. But as much as I can stretch my son, I can tell you, unless he, somebody hit him over the head and he loses his mind, he'll tell you I love him by my corresponding actions. And if he ever gets clouded, the way I bring him back to clarity is I, we rehearse the righteous acts of his parents. <laughs> Hey, do you remember this, 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 that, and the other? You know what? And, and, and my son, I love him. He'd be like, you know, I'm just tripping. Because when I really look at it, all I can say is you guys love me, despite the choices I make. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, so your actions show how much you love God. The scripture says without faith is impossible to please God. Right? It says he... It, it says he's a reward of them that diligently seek him, but it says we have to know that he is. And, and how God knows that we believe him is by what we, our actions. So when God is prompting you to do whatever, to serve, to give, and you choke, what you're saying is, I don't believe God. I don't know God. I think I'm going to lose something here as opposed to trusting God's trying to get something to me. Right? So, so, so here, here we go, James 2, verse 17. It says, even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. It says, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Right? So what, he, what, what it's saying, um, uh, verse 20, but will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? So it's just talk. So if I'm really faithful, my actions will show it. It's all about your actions. Guess what? It's all about your God moves. See, the Bible says he'll work with the word with signs following. But you made a move and he had to show up. Elijah said, hey, you call down your prophets. You call down your gods. Go ahead. 
He was at, they was cutting themselves. It was like 450 prophets cutting themselves and doing all their rituals. You know, y'all finished? He said, no, they, he was mocking them. The Bible says he was like, maybe he can, maybe busy. You might want to call louder. <laughs> he said, call louder. He said, he said, now scream, man. He probably just didn't hear you. You know, he did, he's a God. He's probably busy. When they finished, he says, okay, let me show you how this works. By himself, he called on his God. And they had built these altars. And they was asking, you know, uh, the, uh, the one that I think licked up the fire. I think it was licked up the fire or, or vice versa, put the fire down. Put the, put the water. Yeah. Man, the, when he called on the God, he dominated, he dominated the altar that he's supposed to show up at and the altar that they had. Right? See, so he made a God move. Remember we talked last week when, uh, when uh, Joshua uh, stopped the sun? He made a God move. God showed up because he believed God. Lord, uh, uh, listen, if, this, if, if, if it get dark, we're going to lose this battle. We need the sun to keep on shining. Or when they was gathering the spoil for all this time. Or when uh, Elijah stopped the rain. I, like, come on, man. It says God moved on his word. He made a move. God moved. And, it's, and listen, I'm going to tell you, we, we went to a hospital. person was in a coma. And, you know, and these, these were Christians, and they were praying, uh, and they were reading Scripture. Right? And God said, tell them to stop reading the Scripture. Read this Scripture. Lift y'all hands up and praise the Lord. We in ICU, all the nurses stuff around. I was like, first of all, they're going to be like, who you think you're talking to? This is their loved one. But... The guy was trying to get a God move. So we was obedient. We said, hey, hey, I know this might sound crazy, but y'all need to stop doing what y'all doing. Read this. We're going to praise the Lord. Amen. Man, we praise the Lord up in there in that ICU, and, and, and we followed the instructions. We walked out the door. By the time we got home, they said, well, he opened his eyes, and later that day he got up and he came out of the coma. Wow. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't us. It was God moving. Like, God be making moves. You see what I'm saying? Like, but he needs us to motion activate it. You see? He needs us to motion activate it. Right? So it's just a little different. So it's time for God moves for all of us. You know, the scripture says in Mark 6, 5, it says Jesus went to the town and healed a few sick folk. Now, some of us ain't even healing a few sick folk. <laughs> right? But he said, he get Jesus now. A few sick folk. In Mark 9.35, it said, uh, he healed every sickness among them. And so what God is trying to do is move us beyond just healing a few sick folk. People getting, a few people getting blessed around us. He's trying to get everybody blessed to come in contact with us. But he needs us to make God moves. He needs us to elevate to that kingly anointing. Right? Right? He don't need us jumping in on somebody's already healing, manifested. He need us. God wants to use you to manifest some healing. So there's people around you, and your first thought is, well, you know, this is what happens to people. Glad it's not me. When your first thought should be, uh-oh, it's time for a God move. It's time for a God move. Oh, for such a time as this, <laughs> God brought me here. And God can do this. And listen, it's not, I'm not saying it's easy. What I'm saying is faith. It takes faith. And God can do it. He's been doing it. He's been doing it. He healed you stage four cancer. And it'd be so easy. Stage four, huh? I had to go home around that same time for some people dealing with stage four. You know, the, you know, uh, the scripture says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Well, and again, you went through some things. You went through two. You know, you went through some battles, you know, you, people had to minister faith to you, uh, had to keep you encouraged. You know, we had some uh, sound booth talks. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then you, you had the, uh, the saints praying and interceding. Right. But God was making some moves. And now I watch you. I watched you last week. Somebody dealing with something healing. Something's gets start burning in you. You start getting hot. Right. Something burning in you and you feel like you need to move. Why? To embrace that person or, and with an impartation of healing. Well, that's what Kenneth Hagin did. He was healed of polio. He went around and just started healing folk. 
I watched you. I watched you last week. You, you couldn't sit there. You couldn't, you couldn't sit and still. Ain't nobody tell you to do anything. You wasn't thinking about nobody in the room. But what? Ah, I got I to gotta get this off me. Right? So that's what God is trying to do for all of us. So you think what you're going through, I can't believe I'm going through this. Yeah, you're going through it so you can help somebody out of it. See, with men it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. Right? With God, you can make these moves, and that's what, that's what he wants to do. We're going we're gonna to end. Uh, I'll give you, I'm going to give you these couple scriptures so we don't have to go over them next week. Um, but one of them is Ephesians 4.30. And it talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. See, we're grieving the Holy Spirit when he's prompting us to move the way God wants us to do, but we are choking out of fear. And in Acts 7.51 talks about resisting the Holy Spirit. Uh, they were told, you stiff-necked people. Why do you always resist the Holy Spirit? He's trying to get us to make a God move outside of our comfort zone, and we're choking again. You'll see, uh, and then you read this for yourself in Acts 13, 24, and 25. You always hear about Samson, but what people don't know is God moved on Samson to do everything he did. He moved on Samson, right? The Scripture says in, I'm going to end here. The Scripture says in Genesis 6, it said that that's when it, it talks about God cutting back our years. <laughs> it, it talks about God cutting back our years. Uh, Genesis uh, 6, 3. And it says that the years were cut back to 120. So, so, so before that, if you read through Genesis 1 up to 6, you'll see people living for, you know, uh, knowing them living for so many different years, 600, 800, 700, uh, Methuselah 969, right? You'll see all these people live. And, and for us, it's probably far-fetched, but you got to realize it's the beginning of the creation and it wasn't a whole lot of corruption. And so when, when people started to open themselves up to sin, God looked at people and said, whoa. He says, we can't always strive with man. He says, you know why we saying strive? I put him here, uh, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created heaven and earth. Genesis 2-1, and God was finished with the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them. So I put them to have for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6-10, right? The Lord's Prayer, right? He said, so I put them to make God moves on earth. That's why I put them here. But people started to get in their flesh, get in their, their, their emotions, and started to reason, which is uh, with Genesis 3, uh, eight of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, to reason whether they were going to make a God move or not. They started to reason, you know, uh, choose evil was an option. Evil is anything outside of God's will, right? So God said, when well, he said, well, we can't be striving with man for 900 years. Like constantly trying to get him to just flow. I put you here for something, flow. Trust, trust that I fearfully ones you made you, I gave you something to do. He says, so let's cut their years back to 120. So our years was cut back because we weren't making God moves to 120. In, in Psalms, it says, uh, our years basically have been three score and 10, 70. If by reason of strength, 80. That's, and, 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 and the psalmist was saying, this is how we live it. He didn't even mention 120. He just said, on average, great, st strong people live in the 80. Most people live in the 70. He's talking about men and women of God. Imagine people ain't living for, for, for God. They're taking, they're taking stuff for granted. They're taking their, their breath for granted. Now, I've ministered to someone that, 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 that wants to walk. They value their legs. This person's only 19 years old. Right? So, so we take things for granted. God gave us everything to use us to make moves in this earth realm. And the thing is, if you're not going to use it, what's wrong with you losing it? If, if, if you're not using it for its intended purpose, why don't God just take it? If you're sitting back going, well, I just want to be behind the scenes. Well, the Bible says, let your light so shine. That ain't behind the scenes. He said, don't hide it under a bushel. Shine. Put it on full blast. And the only way that's going to happen is you got to make some God moves. 
right? And so, so again, it's uh, he'll work in you to will do his good pleasure. He'll call you. He'll also do it. He just needs you to yield. Don't grieve. Don't resist. Move. In him we live and move and have our being. They that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So now we got to tap back in and pick up that signal to be led. And we got to know he's God and have faith that when we make these moves, God's going to come through. When we do these things that no one's done before, when we tap into our creativity, right, God's going to breathe on us operating in faith because it pleases him. So we got to get out of our own head. I was sharing this with my, my nephews. We can't keep talking ourselves out of stuff. And I, I've talked myself out of a lot of stuff over the years. I ain't talking myself out of nothing now. I don't care how uncertain it is. I'd be like, well, well, we'll just, I'm going to do all God tells me to do, and we'll see how it plays out. So if it's going to play out bad, it ain't going to be because of me. Right? So don't talk yourself out of stuff because it seems like, well, I done blew it. You ain't blow it. You know, I, I have teaching coming up, but, but it's, 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 God's about to open up a whole lot of second chances, a whole lot of third chances. But it's not for you to do what you did before. It's not for you to get what you wanted before. It's for you to get what God has for you, forward, forward for you. So, so, so forget the things that are behind you. Minister Sammy talked about that in God Talk yesterday. And press toward the mark of the high calling so we can make some God moves. Let's stand on our feet. That's all for today.